It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget, as G. Bush always liked to say, the 499 is the baller tier, no doubt. Mm -hmm. But there's also a free uh, membership. Just hit that like button. Man. Subscribe. It go. It goes far. It's far. wildfire. It goes Think far. about it. Everywhere. We got one point six. We almost. We've at points during the chat. Shout out to the chat, by the way. Y'all be killing it. Um, on Are a they big, hot today? Oh, they, on a big Browns. On a big Browns day, we've almost eclipsed two thousand. So two thousand people in here at once. So shout out to you guys wow. for showing up on a Browns React Day. But, but that means we should have one thousand six hundred likes. Go ahead and hit the like right it, now. Hit the like button for your yep. boy. Do it it's in tandem. Free. Do it in tandem it's right free. now. If you're watching, you're getting this content, you're loving it, obviously, because we've been at about 1.7 for about, oh, a whole hour. That is a big number. Hit that like button for your boy so everybody else can join in in the fun. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of memberships, Jay, I know a while back you asked about how to give memberships. Yes. Well, I'm sitting here last week working, and I decided to give our uh, beautiful UCSS family some uh, membership so this is what you got to do okay from your own YouTube page you go to our page subscribe and then you become a member and once you become a member you can give memberships and sets that's how you do it okay great so you become a member then you can gift memberships in the chat absolutely and those are randomly assigned to other members absolutely or, uh, other uh, just just people that's not it. members yeah that are in the chat right yeah. you have to be in the chat okay very good because we had asked that a, a number of times, like how can we gift memberships if we want to gift our own memberships, which I do. Now I know how to do it. I didn't. I looked before and I said I didn't see where you yeah. could do that. So if anybody is in the chat and they are a member and they want to gift memberships, it's a, it's a buck ninety nine a month. And right on cue, shout out to Cody Clark who just gifted five memberships. There you go. That's what I did last week. That's so awesome, man. Pops I'm, up. I'm gonna say this just right like here. That. That's I think really starting, cool. Gosh. Well, starting now, Dang. every month. I think I'm gonna give five memberships just just once a month. Very smart. If, if I can afford it, I might I give five more. That yeah, might, they pay it. You got a raise. That's nice. I like that, Earl. Look, hey, no, that's got a raise. That's the kind of dude Earl is. By the way, Earl, I want to embarrass you for just a second and give your daughter a shout out. Earl's not the only superior athlete in the family. And if, if this keeps up, my son's gonna have to start recruiting her. Okay, yeah, he better. My son was at the Big Ten Championships this week, and we were talking. He says, "I'm always." Because I, I, I see some talent locally, and he says, I'm, I'm, I need some sprinters. I need some jumpers. Yeah. So, uh, we got to talk, bro. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we got to talk. talk. And let me tell you, there'd be no better hands for your daughter to be in than my, you met my son. I've already told her about it. He's yeah, doing big things at that program. School year ends. All right, very good. But now, before Rutgers we move is forward, a fun place, too. Before we move forward, we got to let you know that the 12 o'clock hour is sponsored to you by Call It Companies Championships. <laughs> now, before I get into the Call It Read, shout out to Matt Call It. Shout yeah. out to Call It Racing. I know we don't do race reports anymore, but Kyle Larson jumped in the 10 car, uh, won the Xfinity race at Darlington. I think Chandler Smith finished eighth in the Wow. Race. So it was a great weekend. That's at Darlington a huge weekend for Matt. So make sure you see your favorite golf legends playing in the Call It Companies Championship July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun fa family-friendly events all week long featuring a new fan zone experience. Free attendance for kids and concerts every night. 
there's something for everyone. So learn more at callitgolf.com. They had to tell me to shut up last time, Earl. I was like, yeah, we listen. I talked to big homie Matt. I talked to big homie Matt Collins. That we're gonna be down there on stage. They was like, just boy, shut up, shut up, big hey. boy. Hey, we're working on it. We're working on it. We didn't say nothing about you being there. Hey, Matt has his way. We'll be there. I'm look, I'm, I, I had to go join the chat because everybody. T- I'm looking at all these comments. I'm like, who is it? It's you. What are you doing, Tyvis? I said I pronounced his name wrong, but it's cool though. So now you're rallying up everybody in the chat. Please start me out, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I believe you might have called him Travis. I called him Travis. I, and, and I was going to say, put oh, something no, in the it's chat. Tyvis. But I said, no, you deserve that. Yeah. Yeah, you we, deserve that. I say his name Travis. I like wow. your code name. Wow. In fact, I think I might start calling him Travis. Right. Yeah. It just flows so much better. Who you talk, we know who you're talking about, man. It, it came out so much. I knew who you were talking about. That that is the that is the coldest subtweet I've seen in. Like it was in real time. Like it was why'd like, go, take why'd he go rally up the, the chat? <laughs> we were gifting out memberships to people in the no, chat. No, 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 put no, this in there. no. This happened. I literally just typed that when G Bush said shout out to the chat. I had pulled my phone up and then I had just typed it in the chat. Yeah, there it is. I, I'm laughing right now at it right now. Yeah, subtweet. So Travis. Chat. Yeah. The Guardians win the series this weekend over yes. the Angels. We yes. scored 16 runs. I went back and looked. The last two series combined, yeah. we only scored Did 10 it. runs. I know it. Is the offense coming around? Uh, Josh Naylor's coming around. I'm telling you. Josh Naylor's, I mean, he basically, uh, he accounted for more than half of those runs. Yeah. So I can't say that the offense is coming around because the offense looks uh, abysmal, terrible, awful. I can't believe. Hold on, Jay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Bull just texted me. No lie. No cap. I can bad t- G Bush. You got to say bad job out of the Angels for taking out a right hand pitcher. Oh, so it, and putting a left hand pitcher. When in they the- did that, I thought I said, oh, God, he doesn't know how bad he is yeah. against lefties. Yeah, yeah, listen, he takes him out and puts a right hand pitcher in and Naylor is like, yeah, I'll take that. I'm going to go. Guys, yard. I, I don't think I have ever seen this before in my entire. I'm a baseball fan above everything else. I have never before seen in a three game series. One player, the same guy, three out of four. hit. They were all, I think, three-run homers all in the eighth inning, inning, and yeah. all of them gave the uh, Guardians the lead. Why the Angels decided to make a move, and I know, you know, you, you, you want to rest your starters, you want to watch his pitch count, but he brought in a righty to face Naylor. Naylor is not like, like he kills righties, by the way, yeah, because yeah. he doesn't, yeah. but his average against lefties is well, I actually uh, made a note of his splits yesterday when I was watching this. You know what's interesting? What? As I had that same problem in my little league, I couldn't hit a left-handed pitcher to save my life. Well, you understand why, right? Are you, are you left-handed batter? No, I'm a right-handed Oh, well, batter. you should slay left-handed pitchers. <laughs> I couldn't do it. So you give them the reason why lefties <laughs> don't traditionally hit well against lefties. Okay, so if you're a lefty and you're in the box and I'm a lefty, mm-hmm. I'm coming at you and you don't you don't see you don't get a good sight line of the baseball and it's the same side i can pitch you in and you don't get to see the baseball whereas if i'm a righty and you're on the left side you see my glove separation you pick up the ball right away it's all about seeing the baseball you want to see it as soon as you can so the second there's separation if you see that ball now you know it. You, you you're ready for it then you're looking for it to come out over the shoulder yeah well you've got a good clean look at it if you're lefty and you're on that side right now, you're seeing it. Yeah. You're seeing it well, like a beach ball. But if I'm coming at you from this way and my body is shielding the ball and then all of a sudden it's just out and at you, 
you don't have time to pick well, it up. And, and that's not the same that's way. That's why it's not the same way for righties it versus is. righties. Yeah, no, it is. But I, I've my my splits against righties were always I, I was pretty much the same, but I was a little lower against right-handed pitching. I love left-handed pitching. Give me I, lefties all day long. You know what it was though? It was I was young. It was his mechanics. He had this big okay. leg kick. Okay, that might do, do it. And or, I, it threw me off. Like, the other, whoa, what is The other doing? reason that young kids may struggle against lefties, even though they're righties, they're just not used to it. They don't see That's it. true. So that, true. that used to throw a lot of the guys that I played with when I was younger. They would say, I just don't like it, man. I don't, I'm not used to it. And Tell I would you. say, it, it's to your advantage that he's coming from the well, other side. You I'll can ha- see it better. I'll have you know, we played him about four times in the season. He struck me out every time until <laughs> I. It was a. It was do or die, Jay. Playoff baseball. And then you came up big. I hit that thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I had like a two-run oh. RBI. So your win. money then is what you're saying. And the in crunch time, it's just something about yeah. There's just a switch. I just uh, Travis just becomes money. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. So I, I like it. Flow. Doesn't it just flow better, dude? He is now Travis. And to and me. I, you know, I didn't mean. I wasn't doing that on purpose. Oh, I know. I you know, know, but it's just funny. I got a text from my guy back there. He said, "You know, by the way, his name is Tyrus, not Travis." I'm like, I'm sitting there like, "Oh my god!" But Travis Friedman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have given a shout out to the to the Guardians as well for this win. Yeah. Because funny enough, I was sitting in Applebee's. They were down six two. Service was slow. All the bartenders are sitting there watching the game, not right. asking people do they want drinks, refills, nothing. I'm just sitting there like, oh, guard. Naylor comes up, hits that three-run home run, and starts to avalanche. The rally is yes. in full Here effect. Here we go. Here we go. Rally, the drinks start coming out. My boneless wings come out. My no, food is tasting good. All flats? <laughs> I got boneless, so I didn't go all flats boneless. this time. Yeah, so food's tasting good. The waitress comes up. She's happy. She's in a good mood now. She's like, I'm going to give you your dessert for free since we were taking so long. So wow. shout out to the Guardians. Nice. When the Guardians are doing good, life is good. So yeah. let's keep it going so I can get some more free you food. Know, That's I, really I, all I, I want. If I was Shohei, yeah. I request the trade. <laughs> they tanking on purpose. He should, he should know, request to come to the Guardians. I cannot. Yeah, I wish. I cannot <laughs> understand why this Angels team. They're, they're above 500. Yeah, they're above 500. They've had no success. It. I, I mean, for a while it. it was Trout and Pujols, even yep. though Pujols was at the end of the trail. Yep. Now the last couple of years, it's been uh, Shohei and Trout. Trout, yeah. And that alone, if you just sprinkle in, now the starting pitching they got yesterday was tremendous. Yeah. In fact, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, the the Angel starting pitcher and the Guardian starting pitcher, Bybee, were high school teammates together. Crazy. And oh, they, they were pitching their asses everybody. off. Bybee had a perfect game going into the fifth. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, he, he gave up a base hit, but then they got a double play, a fluky, weird double play. So he had faced the minimum into the seventh inning. That's crazy. So he went to the seventh? 
He, the first in six innings, he faced See, eighteen I, guys, eighteen up, eighteen that. down. I keep saying that is the only way to guard. That's the recipe. They the starting pitcher has to go seven because the yeah. bullpen has just not been uh, that good. They've not. Now, been I don't what get they me wrong. Year. They probably will get there as the season goes on, but right now the starting pitcher has to go. Well, seven. I think Classe's ERA doubles oh, Classe, over the weekend. He, well, he, he, he looked he, terrible. Yeah, I'm about to say he either he got fourteen saves, which is the most, but he got four losses, but, which is the most. Yes. But Earl, so, Earl, you asked the question. And it just goes to show you, like, the whole outlook on the season, the whole outlook on the game changes when you can get some power. Hmm. Like, yeah, like just look at the like look at the the feeling you got, right? And it's so crazy. Um, Naylor became the first player in the expansion era since '61 uh, to to uh, hit a go-ahead home run. In the eighth inning or later, three straight games. Okay, so I told you I I'd never yeah. seen it happen. I didn't Ever. look it up. Yeah, but I had never, I couldn't remember when that happened and why in the world the Angels decided to bring in a right-handed pitcher to pitch against him is, you know, I mean, that, that's, that is negligence. That is just at the highest dereliction level. of duty for, uh, by the Angels manager. Uh, uh, it was good they won two of three. Your question, Earl, are the bats back? Um, I, it's too early to announce that. Nailers I will say this, is. though. Oftentimes when a whole team slumps together, a whole team streaks together. And and sometimes it just takes a spark. Yeah. So what's I, you our know, current record now? I think we're Two. 18 and 21. So we three under. Uh, I believe. Let me check that. Maybe I, I 19 be, I and 21. Uh, it could it. be. I, 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 and I, what's the what's the Twins? Uh, the Twins are, I think, four games ahead of us. Do I have to root for them by default? Because I'm here. You do. Yeah. Yeah. You sure do. do. That was part yeah, of now that you're one of us. Okay. Yeah. Now that you're one of us. Because he said they are 19 and 21. He said, "What's our record?" I looked at them, but I got you. And, and uh, you know, the good news is the Twins aren't running away with anything. We're three and a half games out. Okay. But here's the deal. You've got, and, and this scares me because I want them to keep Shane Bieber. I really do. Man. But I don't think they're going to sign him. We've seen what's happened yep. when the pitchers have birthed these Cy Young-worthy uh, pitchers. They always let them walk. They never bring them back because it's too punitively. It costs too much. He's going to the Dodgers. So he's going somewhere. Um, that, so the question is, do you trade him now? when he has more value or do you hold on to him and make another playoff run? And I, my guess on this is they're going to let the standings tell the story. If, if the guardians are sniffing first place around July 1st, then you can't move them because you can't imagine winning a playoff series. Oh, really? Without no. Shane Bieber as your number one. So if, okay. So do that with Otani. With the with the Angels. Well, Otani's a free agent this year, right? So do they after, move? I think if after, they, after this if season, if they're in playoff contention and they're they're winning, do you move him or do you? If you're smart and you're the Angels, free? you move him because okay. the, the the price tag for him. I've been hearing five hundred million. Yeah, I heard the Dodgers might enter the fray at six hundred million <laughs> and just drop the mic and say, "Come on, come cross town, trade in your Angels uniform for a Dodgers uniform." He'll end up likely with the Dodgers, but. Now, we talked about it on this show. If you're the Guardians and he is on the market and you're still around first place July 1st, I say you go big or you go home. We saw the Cavs <laughs> go big with Donovan Mitchell. It didn't work out, but they did it. And they have him under control two more seasons. They got the, they we got saw the, the Browns yep. do it with Deshaun Watson. Yep. If you were to add Shohei Otani to this team, who, by the way, the, our our roster, our our uh, starting rotation now, 
Bybee's the real deal. So who are he, you? Who are you willing to give up? Whatever they got down there, all the middle it, infielders. You, I, it'd be quicker to tell you who I wouldn't give up. <laughs> you do, you think that they just go let? They go take. The We've half. got pieces in the minor leagues that we could put together a really nice package and get Otani in here, and it's really a two for whatever. You're getting one of the game's best hitters, and you're also getting one That's of the game's crazy. best pitchers. That's crazy. And so, could you imagine a, a, a five-game series? What if it's Jimenez? You got to give up. Um, I don't think they would take Jimenez because, because we just signed him to a big deal. Yeah. Right, so they probably they want pieces. They want young pieces with a lot of control that don't cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of those. We've we've there's, got a lot of those. There's Rokio. There's there's there's. They, in, in well, right now, Gabriel Arias. We're trying to let him win a spot. Right. He hasn't done it. You know who I'm intrigued by is Bo Naylor. Bo is Naylor. I think check this for me. I think he's got nine or ten home runs in Columbus. Yeah. Really? That's that's half our total for the team <laughs> for the season. Well, it is. It's the Clippers. So. Hey, I don't care. I, I look, he's doing it at Triple A level. I think he's got nine home runs. And Zanino ain't doing talk about nothing. Zanino, I, listen, I've seen enough. Nothing. I've hey, seen enough. Uh, at the beginning of the season, it was oh, he's we got hey, one. He's, you know? he, and he and started I, out hot. And oh, now God. he got all these pass balls. And now, it's y'all. the strikeouts. No, it's not just that anymore. It's the batting average and it's the strikeouts. But that's the no whole power. team, though. No power. The whole team. If Bo Naylor can handle the defensive <laughs> duties, and that's the big question. I would call Bo Naylor up and uh, I would move on from Zanino. Y'all turn the page fast. Uh, don't yeah. you? Y'all probably want to get rid of JB. Yeah, I got it. What's well, he got? He's batting 256 with 32 RBIs, nine home runs, 34 hits, and he scored 28 <laughs> that runs. Is, that is really good. No, that's insane. That's really good. That's insane. Right. Is this Pudge Rodriguez? But this is Bo Naylor. There's a no, difference between. That's Josh's brother, by the way. There's a difference between AAA and the major. There's a huge difference. Okay. Yes. But there's but a reason they had him up here last year during the playoffs, right? Usually, That's yeah. true. Usually that kind of stuff transfers. You don't see a player kill it at AAA and come here and just can't figure it out. I mean, it, it does happen, but by and large, a player's stats in AA, AAA, they tend to at some point, once they're familiar with major league hitting, pitching, they tend to duplicate that at the big league level too. And it makes even more sense now that you said if they're not gonna, if they're gonna not even sign Bieber, why would it make all, why would it make all the sense in the world to go big at the deadline and get Otani, and then at the end of the year, you know Bieber's out. Well, I'll Otani. tell you, I'll tell you why. Because this might be when the window is most open. If you imagine you're going into a starting rotation, you're going into a five game series. Now, Tristan McKenzie is supposed to come back soon. Mm -hmm. If you had a a front three of Bieber, Shohei Otani, Mm -hmm. and and Stick, Mm -hmm. you probably have the top three rotation in Major League Baseball or real close. So you can throw the even in a seven game series, and you've got Tanner Bybee, who I know he got roughed up against the Tigers in his last outing, but he's had some outings. He's only pitched four times in the big leagues. He is the guy. Mm-hmm. He's got 95 on the on the gun, and yesterday he was sitting at 95. It wasn't like he was flirting with it. He was because a lot of times a guy will hump up. He humped up in the seventh inning and went 96. Mm. So he was living at 95. He had pinpoint accuracy. His changeup was wicked. Everything was working yesterday. That's how good he can be. So is he in about two years, two seasons? Is he going to be better than Tristan McKenzie? I believe he can. His ceiling is what Tristan McKenzie's ceiling is. That's my. That's just my humble opinion. Okay. I, and, and by the way, I believe that's a front of the rotation guy mm-hmm. who can 
flirt with a Cy Young. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is I was I was surprised and pleasantly surprised that he bounced back from a, a, from a, a bad, bad from a bad start. I did because too. the thought process was that I, we don't want to bring them up here, get them up here and get their confidence shaking because they get knocked around, lose control and all of a sudden the right. right back in. But he bounced back with that performance. I'm saying he's the he's the real deal. Yeah. So if, like you said, if you throw him in the four slot um, and, and you get a little bit healthier and Otani's going to give you a bat on top of it. Tuh. I just I, it don't, but I but the Guardians ain't gonna do it though. Nope. No, no, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they nope. will. But um, nope. they, I said the standings will tell us what's gonna happen with Bieber. If if and we've been lucky so far, the Twins haven't done this. But if the Twins hit a run and they get hot, and we look up on all of a sudden we're nine games out, I think Bieber's yep. starts in Cleveland are dwindling. He's supposed to start tonight again. But I think if 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 you start looking at that lead ballooning. To close to double digits and we're close to July that's where teams that maybe thought they were going to either stand pat or be buyers quickly become sellers because you cannot risk getting nothing for Bieber you can't risk you know holding on to him until the last year of control like the Guardians did with Lindor Mm -hmm. now the 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 Guardians got a haul for Frankie yeah they got the middle of their infield yep um, and you know they've already signed Jimenez to a long-term yep. deal, and I don't know what's going to happen at short. I don't know what they're going to do there if they're going to sign him or they've got another kid in Columbus. Their shortstop in Columbus is hitting the hell out of the ball. He's probably going to come up soon. So there's kids in the pipeline ready to go. And are you willing to trade them all? For I'm ready to trade a host of them. Yeah, <laughs> a whole because <laughs> if you give me Shohei Otani and this team starts to hit, you give me Otani and we've got Bieber, McKenzie. Logan Allen has looked great. You don't think Bi- they will want Bieber in the trade? They, they could no, they're not going to want Bieber because Bieber's a free agent, too. They, they want could, young uh, kids that they can control you. for I a long you. time. They could compete with anybody. It would just go back to the Browns. That roster with Otani could compete with anybody. Yes. You wouldn't go into a series being scared. I wouldn't scared. be intimidated to the Yankees, Nobody. the Astros, anybody. If our, if our starting three are uh, Bieber, McKenzie, and Otani, I'll guarantee you that would send shockwaves through Major League Baseball. <laughs> well, they, All that they being ain't said, do it. <laughs> I still don't think they're going to do it. But, hey, a guy can dream. Because you know the way I look at it, I'm 57, okay? Right. And my time's ticking. Yeah. And really, all I want is one before I'm done. That's it. I want a, I want a Guardians championship before I leave this world. Go ahead, Aaron. All right, before we continue, man, the 12 o'clock <coughs> hour is brought to you by Calling Companies Championships. See your favorite golf legends play in the Calling Companies Championships July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. It's fun, family-friendly events all weekend long, uh, including a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every single night. There's something there for everyone. Learn more at callitgolf.com. All right, so we're going to switch gears here. Uh, Real serious topic, so we all wake up yesterday and we see reports of John Morant for the second time in about two or three months is on Instagram Live flashing a gun. He's ruining it, Jay, right before our lives. I hate it. I hate it. The guy is so talented. And we are watching in real time as a young, talented athlete self-destructs. Yeah. I don't know what the league is going to do. I saw one of his – one of the former players – came out yesterday Chandler and said, Parsons Chandler Parsons said suspend him for this season mm-hmm. um, that sounds harsh at this <clears> point <throat> I have to tell you I'm more concerned about Ja Morant the human the person mm-hmm. as I am the player 
the league suspending him for eight games. It was a, it was with a the slap, last slap on the wrist. It was way too easy. Yeah. We've talked about this all the time. With we saw what happened to the punt god. Okay, I'm, that's that's where I'm going to go with this story. Yeah, the punt god. I can't even think of his name. His nickname was Matt, the punt Matt god. Ariza. Ariza. Matt Ariza. Matt Ariza. Like Some, okay, this guy he had a punt in the Bills preseason game. It was like yards. almost 90 yards. Yeah. His nickname is the punt god. Okay, he's the best at that position that we've seen in a very long time. There was a story that came out that he was being accused of rape. He was part of a gang rape. Mm-hmm. The Bills cut him. They cut him. He was the best player at his position, and they cut him. Yep. And the whole time, this kid maintained his innocence. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I wasn't there. Fast forward a couple of months. The season mm-hmm. goes by. His reputation, by the way, dragged through the mud. Mm-hmm. I saw media outlets reporting on this story as if he was guilty. Yep. Same thing as the Duke lacrosse case. Yep. I remember being at ESPN feeling I needed to take a shower every day because I left work and I thought, we could possibly be ruining the lives of three young men who insist that they did nothing wrong. What came out, that the DA in North Carolina yep. was hiding evidence. The DA knew they did nothing wrong but he still pushed forward because it was politically expedient. And, and, they, and they, that DA even got disbarred. Disbarred and went to jail, yeah, I believe. that's jail. jail time. But, so, I'm bringing all this up for a reason. When Deshaun Watson was going through his, he didn't have one woman say something bad. He had 26. Mm-hmm. Not only did he not get released, he got the biggest contract the sport has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when the suspension came out, we thought it was pretty harsh, 11 games. And it certainly has ruined his reputation. We don't know that he was guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. We just know a lot of women accused him, but we don't know. Yep. In terms of the eyes of the law, the, the law looked at it, and they didn't even indict him. And the statement is, you can indict a ham sandwich. Yeah. So they ruined his reputation, and they ruined his last two years, really. Mm-hmm. Sat for 11 games last year. And then I watched the way the NBA handled the Ja Morant thing. Now, Ja would be the football version of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, am I yeah. am I right there? Yeah. A young man with unbelievable potential. Yeah. He makes us say wow when we watch him. Mm-hmm. And the league went so soft on him that the message was you can keep living your lifestyle, a lifestyle that could well end up with you dying or someone else dying needlessly. Yeah. They didn't send a harsh enough message. He was suspended 8 games. They allowed him to come back finish the regular season push, get into the playoffs. Yep. And what is he doing now? He's flashing a gun on Instagram again. And I don't think the league has any choice, guys. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm. I think they absolutely have to suspend him indefinitely. Yep. They need to make sure he is goes into counseling immediately. And here's the problem. There's no crime against who you hang out with. Nope. But the people that care about him and know him and love him are telling him, it's the wrong crew. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to divorce himself from his crew. But you guys know that might be one of the most difficult yeah. things for a young person to do. Yeah. You look like you're dying to jump well, in. Well, um, where you from, bro? Los An- South Central, you, Los Angeles, you, you, California. Okay, so yeah. you're very yeah. wise yeah. so, um, to talk on this because um, you know what that pull is like. Yeah, I get it on both sides, but in in the sense of where the league is going to be coming from, their stance is going to be fool me once, you know, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So you think they'll be hard? So they're. Man, they're probably going to hit him with the death penalty, you know, and it just sucks because Ja's an amazing kid, amazing player. You know, a lot of kids look up to him because he's that young kid, you know, the hair flowing, you know, energy, dancing, bobbing to the music. A lot of us can see ourselves 
in Josh, so he has a fan base, and it just sucks that he keeps making these decisions. But um, he's going to have to love him from a distance, and it's tough because we come up here and sit up here and say, oh, just distance yourself or leave those people behind. But it's tough because we wasn't raised with those people. We don't have those relationships with them. We don't know what Ja has been through with those certain group That's of like friends. That's like family at yeah. this point in his life, so, right? Um, it's easy for the outside people looking in to, to gang up on him and bash him to say, leave those people alone. But he's going to have to if he wants to continue his basketball career. The people next to him that keep putting him in this position are going to have to distance themselves if they really care about Ja because he has a spot lot spotlight on him right now and it's, and it's negative you know he has power rate he has nike he has a signature shoe that i'm not sure is going to get pushed out anymore because of these unfortunate incidents he's going to he already lost out on 39 million dollars for not making the all nba one of those those teams and who knows what his nike contract is his power rate contract is and it just sucks. i'm sure they all have morals clauses yeah, so, and i'm sure and, that they can all argue that those were yeah, violated and i'm sure we're going to start seeing the next few days power rate will probably pull back nike will stop pushing his shoes and it's just going to suck He's going to feel like he's backed into a corner. You know, he needs like an OG, we will say, in yeah. the hood terms, somebody to put their arm around him. You know, he has an amazing father. His dad is always at the game, smiling. All the players interact with him. But he might not be the person because their dynamic probably has changed. Right. His dad growing up probably was that male figure, you know, put his son in the best position possible. But now that Jaws making all these millions of dollars, his dad's probably under him. His dad probably is one of his associates or yeah. our friends in a no sense. Longer like has that power structure is not the same. So somebody's going to have to put an arm around him. You know, let's not give up on him. You know, America is the land of did you second, second chances Rose? and redemptions. Did, did you see Jalen Rose? The interview? Yeah. Well, Jalen Rose had like a three-minute monologue yeah. a couple of weeks ago yeah. when this first happened. And Jalen said, basically, you're living my life. Yeah. I've been where you have been. And young buck, you got to change your ways or it's all going to come to an end. And I just remember it was real powerful. I've known Jalen for years. Jalen is one of the realest dudes I've ever met in my life. And when he talks like that from the heart, you better listen. And I just thought Jalen might be the guy. but He Jay wasn't. John doesn't know Jalen. Yeah. They did a sit down with each other. Because wasn't I, that who did the interview? Wasn't it Jalen Rose? Was this Jamal? after he did the yeah, monologue? Yeah, this was, okay, this was after the, the monologue. How yeah. did the sit-down go? And Ja looked um, authentic. You know, he apologized. He said he was going to change his ways. Yep. You know, he said he, he was going to get help and that he was sorry and mm -hmm. that he kept putting the Grizzlies, his family, and people in this situation that he was going to do better. And then look where we are now. So now he's like the, the girl that cried wolf, you know. And right. people aren't going to give him the benefit of the doubt now. And he's just going to... I wish I had the blueprint and all the answers, you know, but uh, America is a land of second chances and redemptions. And, and I just hope, you know, 10, 15 years from now, we look back at this as just like a blemish on his record. He, he grows up, he improves, and just becomes a, a better person. I would hope so. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a maturity thing. And the thing that, that when I seen it, what pissed me off so bad is that, you know, this guy, he's living a lot of people's dreams. You know, a lot of people and it's and as I was telling people before the show started, we was in there talking about it is that, you know, when you're growing up in the black neighborhood and you, you know, in the situations, you're often faced with a decision that you have to make every typically every black male has a decision. You either go to school and play sports or you take the street life. You know, that's typically where it goes. It's, it's at a point where you had a crossroad. And for him, he took the crossroad of going to school and playing basketball. There is no one foot in, one foot and out. And he's trying to and do that. And that's what he's he? trying to do. And right. what it, and is making me upset is that there's people out here 
that's in the streets that really live that life like that and you trying to you making it you fabricating it you making it seem like it's okay and that's cool like you you don't have to do that you doing it because you want to do it and you think it's cool but there's people out here that's dying every day over that life right there they're so, out there doing it because that's that's their, what they have that's to their do last they, exactly so i don't i don't like him for doing that in that situation and i didn't like his friend you know his friend knows the situation that he's been in and everybody's like oh well he on the Instagram live, he realized he had a gun and he he turned the camera off real fast. Well, if you go back and watch that same Instagram live, you know what he did before he put the camera on him? He looked right at him just like this, seen you the know, gun, thought, and then put the camera on him, then flashed it back. I so that's not so too. that's not no everybody that's trying to defend the friend. That's not no real friend. You know the situation that your boy is in. Why would you put him on camera for the world to see? You took something that's can I private. take it a step further, Tyvis? What? Why are they letting him carry a weapon? That's in the first true. Place? That's true too. But you know, it's some people. They'll say it's the it's the law. You know, I, I can I can I'm free to carry a gun. And, I know, and but, it's a, but and he's it's, not Joe Sixpack at this point. That, that's true. He's a guy who's had a history with flashing a weapon that's gotten him in trouble. If I really love him, and he's my best friend, yeah. Well, I sit him down and I tell him, bro. That's why I say you got to you got to watch the company that you keep. And like and like I said, it's, I'm not faulting him for for having a gun. In the, in today's society, is some of the best neighborhoods is shootings there. So I'm not. It's not that. I know. It's the I, fact I that, that he but, he probably needs like security or something. He needs to be the one that. Don't and a lot of have these guys the have it. A lot of these guys. He, he obviously don't. Well, because if he know. did, he wouldn't have been. He, he wouldn't have been in thoughts? that situation. Wait in. Um. You know, in America, we have a we have a gun problem. Um, it's not it's not the the um, the law abiding citizens who have the guns. Most law abiding citizens, um, as we speak, when I talk about gun safety and gun control and all those different things, I'm talking about the people that are doing this. See, the usually the guys that are are really are really you know hunters or do things. You know, they don't they're not out here flashing guns, yeah. right? They're not, you don't see people. There's some people like Earl said, there are people here who, who have a concealed carry and you never knew they would have had a never. gun in their life. No, it's on their hip, it's on, on their their hip, on their shoe. And they ain't never had to pull it. They ain't had to do nothing or, or, or responsible adults who have safety boxes that the gun is put up in proper spaces. They go through all the protocols. We're not talking to them. And I think sometimes that gets that gets conflated. But what we are talking about is there's this, there's a, a segment of our population and it's just not just job Moran it goes to, to all different walks of life. You know, there's a couple of years ago. There were people that were posing family pictures with AR 15s like with the whole family kids and you know, these are prominent people. These are these are officials that we put in office. There's rappers that every time they in a video, they they in a video and they flashing the guns, whether it's a toy gun or whether it's a real one or not, is people flashing, putting the gun with all the money on the table. Like we have a problem in this country with the glorification of these firearms. Mm -hmm. We are putting Couldn't these agree more. firearms above everything. We're putting it above kids safety. We putting it above education. We putting it above working a regular job. It don't even matter now. Even the people that get elected, the people that got money, even they want to show the guns. And you got to ask yourself, at what point in time do we have to look at ourselves as Americans and look around the country and look around the world and say, we're the only developed society and culture that deals that does this. You go to Japan, you 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 go to Australia, you go to the U. They don't have these people on Instagram doing pointing guns. And at the end of the day, 
I understand that everybody has a right through the, the Second Amendment to own a gun responsibly. But at some point, we got to figure out where do we stop putting the emphasis on the weapon and, and get back to what we talk, talk about putting the emphasis on people. And John Morant is a, case, is, is, is a prime example of this stuff has been put into us at a young age where we feel like it's necessary that I have to show that and do that for me to be cool, for me to be a person of influence. It's crazy. It just don't make sense. I don't, I don't understand it. Earl, uh, just don't get it. Uh, I, I want to hear from you too. Yeah, so like this, this, this really made me feel some type of way just like Typhus, just like G. I know me, Typhus, and uh, G actually talked about it before the show. Like we talk a lot, Jay. I'm from the hood. Right. Type is you from the hood. And one of the things that really pisses me off is that you see people who didn't grow up witnessing the trauma of violence, drugs being used, drug being, drugs being sold. They buy this facade and this image of being from the hood and glorifying the hood is cool based off what you say on TV. But when you, really, when you live it in real life time, when you see people get murdered, when you see people losing everything. Yeah, that that's not love, a game. It's not a game. Not it's traumatizing. All. People don't understand the emotional damage or the mental trauma that you go through when you witness that. And when you play a dangerous game, you you can play some serious consequences that you can't come back from. And it's just unfortunate that this dude has worked his ass off to get to where he's at. And because you got a little bit of money, you think you can buy this facade of being from the hood when you're not built like that. That type of behavior will get you killed. And that's just unfortunate that nobody loves him enough to let him know that I'm glad you said that Earl and I want you guys to weigh in on this too because you flashed the wrong piece to the wrong guy and it's a wrap <laughs> and, and, and you're from South Central mm -hmm. and I'm sure you've seen a lot of things there what is the love affair between the culture and the gun that we can't seem to divorce the two uh, I just feel like it's always like it's been, part of life. Yeah, been a right? part of yep. a part of life. You know, it's been glorified in the rap music, and the, there's a correlation between the rap music and athletes. And I don't know where it got to a point to where guns had to be the the main tool that brought the two together. It used to be you seen the the rappers and things like that dressing a certain way. Right. You would see the athletes dressing a certain way coming into to the arenas and things like that. Like like Allen Iverson. Sure. How he wore his baggy clothes and dress. He's one of the main people that brought the two together, but I don't know what his facade with, with this guns and this image he's trying to portray because I know plenty of people back home where I'm from would give up that life they're living. I'm telling you. For, his? for a $200 million dollar contract. In a heartbeat. And that's the you, part you what I'm that saying? He, I so. feel like he don't understand. Like, like the person that you trying to be would trade shoes with you in a day. Trade it. I, I, you can have it. You want to be a gangster. You want to be a thug. You want to run these streets and do all this and do and do what it takes to to try to make it home every day. You got people that you're trying to provide for. The reason that I got to do this is because you know maybe I got a record. I can't get the job. I can't do the thing that you're doing well, the that I that always wanted. Given. Exactly. I don't have that. So you trying to you trying to stoop down to my level and I'm trying to get to your level. So if you really want it, you can have it. Yeah. And my thing that's what makes me upset about it. It's like. Dude, people would trade that. You I love would, the way. Why you would you want that life? You like I, the thing is, you you don't know everything that goes into that life. You you see 
people, you, I guess Instagram, it looks cool to be able to have a gun and hang out on the block and do all that, but you don't know the everyday struggle that you got to deal with every day. You got you to look over your shoulder every single day because you don't know who's trying to take you out. You got to try to provide for your family and do why, by any means necessary. Like That is not a life that you really want to live. But, and, and that's what he, it, to me, I don't understand but, why he chasing, wants to do that. For what? The wrong you, got, you got $200 what if, million. Dollars. But, what? But, but in a way, you got, in a way, as we sit here, right, as we sit here and we talk about it, in a way, we we tell it, we we are as a society, we tell them that is that is what they should be doing. If you look at the biggest stars in, what our, do you mean by that? If you listen to the biggest stars in our culture, right? You look. We talked about earlier rappers and correlation. We we made martyrs. Tupac is a martyr. Nipsey Hussle is a martyr. And yep. these are guys that died on the wrong end of a gun. Gang, but gang and, violence. And from so sitting Tupac, in the wrong Tupac, car at the Tupac, wrong time. Tupac, no, Tupac fought a crip. He and, tried to, He tried to be in the thug life for real. This is a guy who went to art school, took the private route, but he decided to go do gang violence and think that just because I'm Tupac that these street dudes ain't going to touch me. So when we wake yeah. up, when we grow up and we see the people that are revered, we see the people that are are we just the Tupacs, it's the biggies, it's the it's the guys that was in the street life. You you I could go to Young Dolph, I could go to I could go to uh, 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 the Migos. All these guys are they they're in the streets. They've they've officially made it out so they can help their mom and help their family. And guess what? They still do things that bring them back, like shoot dice at parties. Why would you shoot dice at a party? And, and, and why don't you have security? All of these things, and it's almost as if we're, we, we, don't, we don't grow up and say, oh, man, look at that dentist right there. Look at this black dentist. I yeah, love, yeah. look at this black lawyer. Look at this black, look, right here, look. And you now, can do something else besides dribble a ball. You know what it is, G? You know why they don't get that stuff? Because people will say, you switched up. You yep. know, as a, as a person growing up, that's the one thing. I you change. You got that money and now you different. And that's like a it's like an insult. I imagine took. all three of you guys have heard that probably. No, ain't nobody, they don't like nobody said, but the thing is, it's not that you switched up. It's that you got wiser in life. Like I can't do you think I'm gonna come visit my hood without security. Like I know what y'all do here. Why would I not have somebody to protect me like that? Right. That's the type of you. It's being smarter. It, but people want to be so real and authentic all the time and don't want to switch up and look like they left and never came back that they tend to do what Jai's doing. But as you, but, but you think, gotta think about it. Once you get, I'm 41. How old is you? 29. How old is you? 27. When you get, when you get up in age, Earl, how old is you? 35. When you get, when you get to a certain age, you start thinking different. If you, mm -hmm. if you lucky enough to make it. That's true. Then you can wake up. But there are times, yes, you do feel bad when you 18 and, and you get off you you in college and then you they say you going to the you going back to the crib mm -hmm. and some people say nah I ain't going back to the crib. How difficult was it when you was 18, 19 years old to be able to say had a maturity level to say I'm not going to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And especially if you don't have like you said no guidance from the OG yeah. saying, bro, you got a you got a career, you got a path, don't even go there, bro. We I know what it is. You ain't lost nothing. You still down. You, you a leader. You're supposed to come back and help us get different people together, mm -hmm. but that's hard for you to see when you're 18 and you got to be able to live long enough to get to a point where you can start to let some of this soak in and that's the dangerous part about it. The dude is, you know, how many people get killed right before I, I just I was just always say, man, I, I'd be tired of just seeing all the famous black people dying. 
because it don't give you no no hope. You say, listen, if these people, if Michael Jackson died at 50, if Prince died at 50, and all the singers and all the basketball players and, and all of the rappers, they all die early. You look at yourself and say, man, I, you, you got this thing in your head like, well, how long am I going to make it, right? <laughs> whether it's health, whether, it's, whether it's, it's the environment, whether it's violence, it's all these things. And you think about it daily and you just don't, you just hope the young brother says, hey, Mm-hmm. If you're a father, his father, he got a father. A good one. His, fa- his father got to stop being a fan. That's a fact. That's <laughs> a fact. His yeah, father. To, so, his you know, father. saying that I always use with my kids. I'm not here to be your friend. Exactly. I'm here to be your father. Exactly. And uh, I think you hit the nail on the head the earlier money, when the, you said the money, the, the money power change, dynamic it changes switch. the dynamic. So. And now dad's along for the ride, yeah. so he's got to be subservient because he likes yeah. this ride. Yeah. He likes his lifestyle. Dad you know. needs to stand up and be a dad. I think that's one place to start mm-hmm. because Jalen Jalen Rose can't do it. Yeah. Um, some of his teammates probably either don't have the power or the will yeah. to do it. The older guys that came before him, there's a there's a real disconnect between a guy in his early to mid twenties oh, and a guy yeah. in the early to mid thirties. Yeah. In it's in, huge. in, yeah. in street life, that's yeah. like. Huge. You're almost dead, man. Why am I going to listen to you? You're so old. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Um, two things. In in terms of his dad, you know, we're looking at it from the outside. Who's not to say that he's, he's not, not speaking trying. up? Yeah, you're mom's right. He's not trying. The dad's not trying. You can only do so much. There's probably p- plenty of people in this world who were great parents to their kids, and somewhere along the way they went off the rail, and the parents are speaking, speaking, and they've thrown their hands up. So, right. So I just don't want to jump on T. That's fair in, in that sense. No, that's and fair. also that. that that's one thing. And also I'll say growing up for me, I could have went one or two ways, you know, had the gang violence, had the drugs, had homeboys that that went that way. But I love football and I was more and I love football and I love my mom. I was more so afraid of disappointing my mom. Yeah. Rather than being told, oh, you're not down. You're not cool. You get what I'm saying? So he needs to find if it's not the fame, if it's not the money, John needs to find somebody or something that he cares about so much and not disappointing that he wants to change and go down the right path. That's so that well said. So that's that's how I was raised and that's how I live by because I could have easily went the went the wrong direction. I still have friends and that lifestyle and, and I'm not bigger than them. You get what I'm saying? I'm not better than them. How do they view you? They they support me. They view me as um, they love me and things like that. They I've had uh, conversations with a lot of young guys yeah. who have left that environment and all of a sudden they're looked at. Oh, yeah, you're going to turn your back on us now. No. See, like my, you're not for the community because yeah, I know you and mm-hmm. I have talked about that G where there is an immense pressure on young young black men that come out of a rough environment that succeed mm-hmm. to, no, but, to walk that dance. It's very believe, difficult. Believe it or not, if, if you got tremendous potential, it's usually an OG in every hood. That's like this ain't for yeah, you. Like yeah. you ain't don't don't mess with him. This ain't he ain't and, and, and he got same, a he same, got a good life. Thing. Really? Yeah, so, so he's sort of he, the godfather he gonna make, of the yeah, street. He gonna make it out. Don't so. don't mess with him. Really? Yeah, I'm it's glad all, to hear that. It's always a guy. It's an old, older guy that's probably an OG of the Who's hood. been through it himself. And he gonna be like he like that dude really good. Don't mess with him. Let him go ahead about his life because he gonna make it out. So I had some <laughs> some mentors. You know, I played for a park. You know, it's it's in a rough neighborhood. A lot of the kids in that park they grew up to to go be a part of that gang. But the coaches. For whatever reason, I was one of the kids that he's not going to be a part of this. Like, I know all of them. We have relationships, but just you don't associate the two. So I guess that kind of got lost in, in, in Josh's case. But I right. know in my case, you know, 
I've had some some people that I look up to, you know, grab me under their wing and say, you're going off to college. You know, we see something special in you, you know, so that that's kind of where it will happen with me. I no. certainly I, I hope the best for the young man, but I do feel um, that he's probably going to get a year's suspension. I don't know how yeah. the league gets around doing it any other way unless they do an indefinite suspension based on some certain criterion being met like like Deshaun had. Yeah. He had to go through this sexual uh, counseling and, yeah. and 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 all of that. But I hope that the league treats it differently this time. Well, they, Last time they slapped him on the wrist and he was right back into the same thing. Treat the young man like you love the young man. Yeah. Not like you want to be his friend, not like you want to help his team, and he's very—he's doing no good for his team if he's dead. But what if this is who he really, you know, if this is who he really is? He'll show it. You, you get what I'm saying? Won't he show we keep, it, we keep saying that he's trying to uphold an image. Maybe the image he's trying to uphold is this NBA. And that's not who he is. You, you get what I'm saying? I, what if I he, do see so what you're saying. They need to let him go. Well, he let, gonna him sit, go, let him go and do see, it. Well, why not try to help him? Why not try to save him? He gonna have to sit you can down. Only help his, you can only help people that want to be helped. That's a good point. He gonna have, when you sit down, some people don't understand it. You might be, hey, I know a lot of people. I'm, I'm sure young thug thought he was going to go in and come out. But <laughs> when they hit you with the... They giving a Rico out. Like, you can't just hand, hang out with people. No, you see. And, and now you getting... You they could they could look at him and say job Morant, you got enough money to be a head of a crime syndicate. If any other dudes go out and do anything felonious, you the head. You the one who got the money, you got the clout. It was continuance Vinny of a game. And they could give you twenty five years to life doing Rico statutes. And guess what? If when he, you get that, he should have known if with the with the YSL thing going on, he should have known that I don't want this anyways. Yeah. Cause you watch young thug watching all the people He's, that he loved and took care of. Tell on him every day. Yep. That dude right there. It was that him. dude right there. It was a gang. It was a gang. Earl? Before we uh, do final Man. takes, just remember that the call it, uh, the 12 o'clock hour is brought to you by Call It Companies Championship. See your favorite golf legends playing the Call It Companies Championship July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events all week long featuring the new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every night. There's always something for everyone. You can learn more at callitgolf.com. Before we get to final takes, Tyvis says something, Boogie, you said something that I personally can relate to, that when you grow up in the hood, first of all, a real OG is somebody that's trying to steer you in the right direction. And if an OG see potential in you, they will steer you in the right direction. I had an OG. His name is Rooster. Rooster is no longer alive. He's no longer with us. He was tragically murdered two years ago. But Rooster would see me jumping off the porch, doing things I ain't had no business, doing things that really was not becoming of me being successful. And he would always pull me to the side and tell me that you're different from a lot of people wow. that's in his neighborhood. And I need you to go out here and be different. Wow. He gets killed and we have a balloon release. His mother walks up to me and tells me two days before he was killed, he was in her kitchen talking about how proud of me he was and how he got a chance to see me actually take the proper steps to live out my dream. So my, a real OG is somebody that's encouraging you to go the right way. So if you calling somebody an OG and they ain't really pushing you right, they don't love you for real. That's powerful yeah, stuff and I couldn't agree more. Because one more thing, like I, I go by saying, you know, um, you don't have to be from your hood to put on for your hood. You get what I'm saying? And John ja Morant, I don't, he needs to understand that he's putting on for his hood by just being John Morant, being that success story, right, people looking up to him, $200 million contract, Nike deal, Powerade deal, and he kind of gets confused with, 
being in the hood. You don't have to be in the hood to put on for put on for he's your neighborhood. He's got credibility yeah, in he one has it realm, already. and yeah. he's trying to get yeah. it in another realm, and it just does. The two don't marry. Yeah. They don't fit. It's, it's going to have to be one way of life or another. You either want to live the life of a $200 million NBA superstar who's doing the right things and being the right role model for your community, or you want to live that gangbang life, which who knows how that story ends. They usually end way too early. Yeah. And uh, it's a choice. And it's, I think he's, his dad can help. Jalen Rose can try to help. Other you know OGs from the neighborhood, hopefully. But ultimately... You, you said something very powerful. You can't help somebody that doesn't want helped. Yeah. And maybe this is where he is. Maybe this is what he wants to do. Maybe this is what brings him happiness. Now he thinks he's got the money piece of it. Mm-hmm. Now he wants to live that other life with that money. Man, he just, he don't even get it, bro. Like, you bring in that, I always say, never bring energy. Energy brings that. Even when people argue with me on Twitter, they'll call you and they'll hit you in your DM or whatever. And they'll say crazy stuff to you, right? And I'll be like, hey, man. And sometimes you want to be like, hey, bro, I'm not that, I ain't that famous. Like, I'll find you, bro. Like, but then I realize, <laughs> like, I'm not that, like, but then you, you realize it's all, I'm a, you start to think about energy. When you put that vibe out and when you got, you got a gun and you moving it around and you, you talk a certain way, that attracts a certain level of energy. Because now somebody want to come find you and see if you really about what you say you about. Yeah, they already know you rich, bro. You got family members. You, you Google is out here. I don't ever want to put my family in a position or my friends in a position where they might have to get the repercussions of how I'm moving. So it's just it's you, you already he's supposed to have a security team around him. He ain't even supposed to be out like that to be truthful mm. because nowadays he's a mark now you are a target anyway like if you in, the, in them communities and by the way little boozy says this shout out to him. He said man most famous people end up dying in the same hood that they was in. That's a fact how you most famous people and they don't die out in the suburbs where they got a house or they live in a no. they die coming back coming back yep. in the same community because they looking at you like you you I feel you playing around with me now Ja you know what cuz you, you you you're a nice looking dude all the girls like you I might have been a man back in high school I work I don't even work I'm on unemployment I'm looking I'm living terrible I'm living check to check and I feel like you coming back is 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 thumbing your nose at me you trying to play me you laughing at us we out here struggling and you run here flashing guns now I got to go see talk see I want to see if you really about it because they don't they ain't where you at Somebody's going to want to challenge him at some yes, point. At some point. And, and to your point, what you just said, it's like you're out here for fun. We're out here for life. For, <laughs> this is for real. This isn't a game. I ain't never getting we're, out we're of this. We're not playing gangster. We're not, you know, and, and that's almost kind of what it seems like. I just I wish the best for the young man. I really do. And by the way, I want to commend you guys because in a community that needs role models, I've gotten to know you really well and you really well, and I feel like I know you really well now, uh, especially after today and some yeah. of the things that you said. We, ha- we do have young, young kids in communities that are in need of role models, mm-hmm. and they're out there, guys. They're out there. This is no joke. You don't need to look to a rapper for, to find a role model. You don't need to look for a superstar athlete to find a role model. I can't hear that there's not a path out from a tough neighborhood that doesn't include athletics or music. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys, your off-ramp was athletics. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
you all were gifted athletically to where there was a college that came to you and said, we want to give you a free education. Now, not everybody's going to have that opportunity, but I'm sure three of you know people from your neighborhoods that got out without a ticket to athletics or without a ticket to music. Mm -hmm. It can be done. And I think what we need to show our young people in these communities is it's possible. For them to dream it, it's got to be possible. Mm -hmm. And And you guys, I think, are all three of you guys, I just commend you for the role models that you are, the love that you have for the communities that you come from, and I think it all comes from a good place, and I know that the three of you want to make your communities better places. Mm-hmm. We need more of you. We just got to start broadcasting other things. Right. As opposed to just, you said, the music and sports. That's what start, they can see. Because that's, that, that's all that they see. So how do we do that? So growing up. With social media, and we I'm can not, do it that And way. I'm not going to lie. Growing up, I thought that was my only, only way out. You did? You, you, you get what I'm saying? If I would be lying and being a hypocrite to say you're right, but saying I thought otherwise. I thought sports was my only way out, and that's what kept me dedicated and on the grind and driven, which which is okay. I agree. Because it was something that kept me grounded and something I look forward to, and I just happened to be good at it, and I would happen to have a mom that didn't play about school, so yeah. so I had to have good grades to play the thing that I loved, which was sports, which got me the opportunity to get a scholarship and graduate and, and so on and so forth. But we have to start broadcasting the teachers. Let's, the, let's not just give a teacher's appreciation day post. Teachers Appreciation Day week. Those are the real heroes. Every day. Those are the real heroes. Policemen, firefighters, you know, ER doctors. Um, those are the real jobs because only 1% make it to the, the highest level sure. in sports. Only a few people are going to be Grammy Award winning rappers. Mm-hmm. So majority of the people are going to have to start finding other things to look forward to and, and find superheroes. So we just, in the media... I don't know if it's got to be on TV, social media. We just have to start putting other fields in the limelight because uh, they deserve it. What I wish would happen is I think Kevin Durant's line, we kind of laughed at it at the time. To me, it's become the most powerful thing he's ever done or said in his life. When he told his mom, you're the real MVP. Moms in the black communities. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Are the real MVPs. And this on this, the day after Mother's Day, when we all cherish and love and recognize and appreciate our mothers, mm-hmm. I know friends that have come from the black community who were raised by single mothers, one of five, one of six, mom had two, three jobs, how difficult it is, and they're the guiding light in their lives. I think there's got to be some kind of strength in the women in those neighborhoods making their own gang, a -hmm. gang of moms that instead of, so there's there's a gang pulling kids to the wrong side of the street, and then the gang of moms trying to pull the kids and keep them on the right side of the street. We need to elevate women in that culture more than we do. I don't think they get enough credit. I went shopping last week with Shane Bieber with two um, single moms Mm -hmm. of four children. Both of them had at least four children. And in hearing their stories and their plight, like 
No. I listen to their day and I get tired listening to what just them yeah. telling me what they do. They are the real MVPs. They really are. Yeah, they are. And we have to elevate them I mean, in a way that the, we're not currently doing. That's literally the one person that every black child fears. It's yeah. mom. 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 Right. Mom. She puts the fear of God in every. And, and mom <laughs> in many of these households is doing the job of she has to be the loving, tender heart and she has to be the firm steel fist of discipline. It just and that's a hard gear and yeah. uh, skill switch set to, to, to juggle between. It just sucks. We put all these the pressure on the women of the household. You know, they carry us for nine months. They have all the pressure on them. The, why not? I feel like it should be a male, the males in, in the neighborhood, whether it's even if it's not your kid, grab somebody by the hand, put them under your wing and tell them, let's go and I'm going to lead you in the right direction. I get I get what you're saying that. Yeah, no, the, I, the, and the, I understand the women should too. be. But why the women? Why do we keep having to put the pressure on, on the women? It should be the males drop. Yes. Grab the little male or young lady by the collar. But the problem is um, it used to be a saying it takes a village yes. to raise a child. Yes. But now in today's world, everybody is so sensitive. Each person doesn't want you talking to their child. Yeah. You know what's sensitive? You, you, get, you, get what, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> it's time clock uh, is sensitive. Uh, so guys, you got to check this yeah. out. You guys were great today. Yeah. I know we didn't intend to go that deep, but it was great. Hey, hey, we, uh, we, I'm glad it lives on YouTube forever so folks can watch it. And Overtime featuring Anthony Pull up. Yeah. Will LeBron get his fifth ring? Oh, oh I like that. Boogie, okay. we talking about. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.